Thanks to Lindsay and the other folk leading our worship. Please grab your own Bible or the Pew Bible there and turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. If you can't remember where that is on the Pew Bibles, it's on page 1,209. 1,209, so 1,209, I think. And we're going to read uh, tonight verses 8 to 16. Hebrews 11 verses 8 to 16. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him to the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was unable to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return instead. They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Amen. So tonight in our, our next profile, as it were, on Facebook, it is Abraham. And Abraham is shown in Scripture to be the father of faith, isn't he? And a great example of faith. And we sing songs about Abraham, don't we? Father Abraham had many sons. Or the, the new one, that God always keeps his promises. He said the sons of Abraham would be more than the grains of sand. we get our fingers out. And his profile, his Facebook profile, probably was like many of our profiles. So the cover picture, the picture at the top, is often a picture of a holiday or a family. And well, I suppose Abraham could do the two in one. And his profile is going to be interesting as we look at it this, this Sunday and, the, and later on because he's seen as a really great example of faith in Scripture. So here's just a few verses that are going to pop onto the screen to give us an insight into what this Bible thinks about Abraham. So in Genesis 15, verse 6, Abraham believed the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. And then in Nehemiah 9, you are the Lord God who chose Abraham, brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans, and named him Abraham. You found his heart faithful to you. And then in Galatians 3, 6, again quoting Genesis 15, consider Abraham, he believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. And then James 2, and scripture was fulfilled, Genesis 15, 6, and he was called God's friend. Abraham is described in Romans as a father of all of faith. He is the ultimate expression of Old Testament faith as well. Longing for a heavenly city, verse 10 tells us. He was longing for something in the future. You know Mark Zuckerberg who founded Facebook stole the idea, really, apparently, 
and the, the two American brothers, he paid them off. They got $65 million, which is not bad sounding, but, well, last year, they reckon $70 billion was the Facebook turnover in 2019. Those guys thought they were getting a good deal, but Zuckerberg knew there was something more he could achieve from it. He knew the potential the business had. He knew where it could go. So he kept it for himself, and he was looking forward. But Abraham's not investing in this earthly future. Abraham's investing in an eternal future here, isn't he? So as we look at these verses 8 to 16, we have repeated for us, and each of these characters of faith, that faith is something we have, yes, but it also requires action. Faith, in other words, is not just something we have and now, but it's something we do. It's a verb. So to be faith there is we need to be faithing, to be true descendants of Abraham, to be truly one of God's people. So our first point tonight, it's up on the screen already, faith steps out. And David's just chatting about getting the, the phone to the side. You know, if you're in Belfast and you, your people watch or you're, you're walking down the street, the students, particularly around Botanic and the Malone, Lisbon Road, they'll be on their phone or listening and they don't have a clue what's going on around them. And they would occasionally you see them stepping out in front of something and they have to put on the brakes, the driver. They, they have no idea what's going on. They just step out with no thought given to it. Well, we are to step out in our faith in verse 8 because faith means obedience. By faith, Abraham, when called to go, he obeyed and went. In Abraham's life of faith, it begins immediately with an act of faith. Faith and obedience go hand in hand. Abraham demonstrated his faith by obeying. Obedience was that outward sign that he truly listened and believed, uh, had faith in God. He just doesn't trust, but he trusts and obeys. Faith needs to have obedience. It's not just an intellectual exercise that we have, or we say that we have. A number of people we meet and say they have faith, but it's, they're not doing faith. See, Hebrews 11, it is pointing us back to Genesis 12 and Abraham's call. You don't need to turn there because we're, we're there this morning in Genesis 12. God calls Abraham, and Abraham leaves her, journeys to, to Canaan by faith. Not a, a simple thing for Abraham to do, elderly, well-established, well-known, but he heard the Lord's, Lord's call and left everything behind, everything he knew, all his comforts, all his security, all his fa friends, family, land, to a place that he had no idea where he was going. His call was to leave his people as town as family leave all things and go he's leaving precious things behind but he's going to follow god's call he leaves as the lord tells him to do abraham it tells us in these verses had not seen where he was going he did not know where he was going at the latter end of verse 8 do you see that he doesn't know where he's going but abraham goes he has not seen god's amazing promise but he goes he leaves to go to this land and by faith, he makes his home as an alien. He lived in the land with someone with no permanent address, as it were, no permanent status in the land. Yet, Abraham goes. He continues to stay and to go. Abraham's faith, in relation to the promised land, is amazing. To leave everything and go and to not even receive it all. 
Abraham's going. He's not really sure how long, how far, or where. You know, I certainly couldn't do that. Tomorrow, if Sarah said to me, David, let's go somewhere for a drive, I couldn't just go and drive aimlessly. I'd have to know where, when, how, why, probably as well. I'm not going to go and drive aimlessly. I need to have a plan. There needs to be a plan put in advance. But Abraham just goes. He just trusts God's word and he steps out in faith and goes. See Abraham stepping out in his faith and literally stepping out and moving out and going. But also in verses 11 and 12 gives us insight into Abraham's faith regarding the promise of his son. Sarah is barren, but he was able to become the father because he considered him, God, faithful, who had made the promise. He considered God faithful to the promise. And in Genesis 17, verse 15 and 16, again, you don't need to turn, but this is post-Ishmael. Abraham's told to no, call, no longer call Sarai, Sarai, but to call her Sarah. And verse 16, God reminds him that I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. And Abraham's response is to laugh. And in chapter 18, Sarah laughs. And yet these, Abraham and Sarah, are giving us examples of faith. Of course, it's obvious to see that their faith was not perfect. Sarah laughs in unbelief, but when she gives birth, she laughs again in belief. Early on, they doubted God's promise. They went and tried to do it themselves to bring about God's promise through Hagar. But their faith, although it was not always perfect, Hebrews tells us why Isaac was born. Isaac was born because of faith. Yes, they might have doubted God's promises given their situation. Well advanced in years, the writer of Hebrew tells us, as good as dead, 99 and 90, but they trusted God's promise. They had faith in God's promise, and they obeyed. There's no chance of a son for Abraham and Sarah, is there? Yet because they judged God faithful to what he had promised, God is faithful to them. God keeps his promises. It was this faith that allowed Sarah to conceive Isaac. God gave her strength, and Abraham's strength, and they received it by faith. Because Isaac, although he's only the one son, he's the one where all the sand comes from. He's all the descendants are, are through him. More children than they could ever have dreamed of or imagined. What was biologically impossible for Abraham and Sarah is possible with God. God promised and he delivered through their faith. They had faith that God would provide their son and they stepped out in obedience. And folks, we too need to have faith that steps out. Because most of us are surrounded by security, surrounded by family, people we love, situations we know well. Abraham is told to leave all and go and he does it. Why on earth would anyone do such a thing? Because Abraham had the command and the promise. Abraham had faith to step in faith out of obedience to God. And our faith too must step out and obey because of Jesus. Alistair Begg, who is a preacher, says this about this passage. A refusal to take a step forward, I call it a step out, a step out is actually to take a step backwards. The attempt to stay stationary is a step backwards as a church and personally. 
just ticking over in faith is taking a backward step. Abraham's faith is literally on the move. Abraham's faith is moving. Faith steps out. Faith is obedient. We have, whenever we are faithers, we have to be faithing. We need to be saying and doing. Or are we all talking, no action? Are we ignoring God's word to us, that call to be obedient in how we conduct ourselves in school or in work or at home? Being Jack the Lad in school, not listening. Browsing on our, our work computers whenever we're supposed to be working. Not be, being known as unfair in our business. Being known as a flirt around the place even though we have a wife. Faithing is doing faith for Jesus. It's being obedient to him. It is respecting others. It is working hard. It is not lusting. Abraham is being called to go to a different place. And maybe you have been too, but you're ignoring it. Have faith. Step out for Jesus in work, home, school, wherever you are. Because we're all called to step out for Jesus in faithful obedience and follow him. Wherever God directs, whatever he directs, even when we're not sure, like Abraham, what path that might lead us to, we step out in faith. Abraham faithfully trusts God and obeys. Abraham, John Owen says, is wholly committed to the power, the faithfulness, the goodness, and the direction of God without having a notion, really, where he's going to go. Abraham stepped out in faith. We need to step out in faith too. But not only is Abraham stepped out in faith, Abraham's faith looks forward. Abraham's faith looks forward. So whenever you go on the Duke of Ed expedition, you're nearing the end, you can kind of see base camp, or we, we look forward to that, and you, you're maybe, you can't wait to get there. It helps you keep going, because you know you're getting closer and closer. Or for some of us, it's looking forward to that next break, where we don't have to go in on a Monday, knowing that we're going to get that little break, or that little holiday knows that we, we can keep going, because we know we're just so close to stopping. Well, for Abraham... His faith doesn't look forward to even just the land. Abraham doesn't look forward to just the promised land of where he can put all his cows and his cattle and his cattle and his sheep out. Abraham looks even more forward than that. Look at verse 10. Abraham's faith looks forward to the end. Verse 10 says, For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Abraham was looking forward to a city built by God. He's looking forward to this city in heaven. Abraham's faith is forward-looking because it looks beyond the world. It looks beyond his present and looks into the future. It looks into this heavenly city. And because Abraham was looking forward into this heavenly city, won't we say that looking forward influences life? Looking forward results in faithers faithing. For Abraham, there's a land to go to. There's a people to be born. Abraham believed this. He obeyed the command. He could have disregarded God's call. But he had faith to obey, to leave, to go, to a place unknown. He did all of this, all that Abraham does. He does so looking forward to that in verse 10. The city of heaven, that city of God built in heaven. Because looking forward means we are faithing. 
We need to be looking forward as God's people into this heavenly city. Looking forward means we are faithing. We have faith and action. Looking forward means it influences our present. Looking forward means we can live in the present for Jesus. We can look forward because we know that we live like strangers on earth. We can look past the present into the future because we know we can live like strangers. Verse 9 and verse 14 to 16 of Hebrews 11 here. Verse 9, By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. In verse 14, The people who say such things that live like aliens are looking for a country of their own. Abraham did not inherit the promised land. He was simply a stranger. He dwelt in tents, no idea of permanence. And it seems from Hebrews 11 that Abraham knew Canaan wasn't the final place. It's this heavenly home, this heavenly country, this city built by God. Abraham lived as a stranger on earth. And from a worldly perspective, he foolishly left everything he had behind to live in a tent to get a land that he never got. But Abraham was no fool. He, he bought a, a little plot to bury his own bones. All he has is a, a grave. But he has confidence in God's inheritance, of this heavenly inheritance that we, he will have. His obedience to God, looking forward, totally transformed his lifestyle. And we too can live like strangers because we know there's no fulfillment here. There's no fulfillment here in the world. Nothing but faith in Jesus can persuade anybody to abandon the world and look forward to this heavenly city. There's no fulfillment on earth here for us. You can try. People try. You can do what you like and please. But you're not an owner of this world. You can buy all the things that bring you comfort, the things that matter to you most. You can fill your big houses or your tents with all the possessions you want here, but it won't fulfill us. It's like spending thousands upon thousands on your dream home in the dream location and spending all the money you have to furnish it for you to disappear by Thursday. We are a vapor. We are a moment. Our time is very fleeting on this earth. Our days are numbered and because we have faith in Jesus, we can live like strangers because we know there's no fulfillment here. It means that I can live my life differently. I can give generously. Why? Because all I need is a tent. I'm only traveling through this world. I can be generous. There is no room for God's children to be citizens of the world and chasing its riches. We need to reject the world and its riches to live as strangers that we would be citizens of heaven. Our hearts need to be set forward, looking forward to this heavenly city. Why? Because there are riches in Christ. Faith looks forward because we have riches in Christ Jesus. Paul writes in Philippians, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Even our, our new song today that we've been singing, Christ is our glory and prize. We turn to, we look to Jesus. We look forward to what we have in Jesus. Because God's word's a story of a good and gracious God 
He made humans to fill the earth, the people who rebelled, yet God would choose Abraham and through him would rescue all the people for himself. He would save his people to have a relationship with him. People who've repented of their rebellion. People who live like strangers, knowing there's a heavenly city of Revelation 21. There's no suffering, no sorrow. A redeemed people living with a holy God. As children of Abraham, through faith in Jesus, we have to live like strangers. Because we look forward to that picture in Revelation 21. Where we see Jesus' face, where we dwell with God, where God will bring his creation to, uh, a renewal to it. We, became, we look to Jesus because surely he is the ultimate example of living like a stranger on this earth. One who would leave the riches of heaven to the lowly place of earth so that we might go and experience his riches. Many people in this world will regard us as fools, leaving the things of this world behind for a God, but we look forward, just like Abraham and others, the sacrifices that we make occasionally do not lead to any evident reward in this life. Many of us have made sacrifices. People may have smirked at us, it's easy to earthly people to remind us what we've done and where's it all going. But remind yourself. Look forward. Look past the present into this future for his sake because the heavenly treasures cannot be lost. And instead of being fools, we are the wisest people when we follow Jesus. Abraham looks forward to this city. His gaze was in a different place. Not in the present, but in the future. His gaze was on a different horizon altogether, and so must ours be, focusing on Jesus and the prize in which we have, this heavenly city built by God. So we must have faith that steps out, faith that looks forward, and then finally this evening, faith that doesn't stop. Faith doesn't stop. This is a, a picture of Hagos Gabriet, I think. And last summer in one of the, you know, the Diamond League uh, competitions that the athletes do in this particular meet was in Lausanne. And he was competing in the 5,000 meters. And on the, on the straight, heading towards the start-finish line, he was pushing hard. And as he approached the line, he eased up and he crossed the line. And he began to veer off from the inside lane out to the outside lane hands aloft, ador looking at the adoring Switzerland crowd because he had just ran the 5,000 meters in 12 minutes. He knocked 52 seconds off the world record. But it wasn't until he was making his way to the outside lanes, say seven seconds later, before he realized the guys on the inside were overtaking him. He had crossed the line. He hadn't smashed the record by 52 seconds at all. He had no lap to do. He had no lap to do. And he eventually finished the race down in 10th position. Look at verse 13 with me. All these people were still living by faith when they died. We are reminded that our faith doesn't stop. It doesn't stop when we think the race is over. Faith doesn't stop whenever you have kids and you kind of disappear for a bit. 
or whenever your kids reach a certain stage or they're through Sunday school and, and go. Faith doesn't stop when we retire from work or step down from service. Our faith doesn't stop when we are ill and get well again or we're disappointed or whenever our kids are driving us nuts and our lives are so busy. Faith doesn't stop. You keep going and going and going and going. You don't stop. If Abraham had stopped, it would be evidence that he did not believe in God's promises to him. God's grace enables us to persevere in our faith. Verse 13, all these people that we've read about, Abel, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Enoch, well, apart from Enoch, when they all died, in Enoch's case, when he was taken up, they all had faith. It wasn't just for a little period they had faith and stopped, crossed the finish line, what they thought, triumph, chill out for a little bit. No, they kept going. They're all heroes of faith. And they didn't receive all that was promised to them. They could only hope and wait for this heavenly home without being fully aware of what God, how God was going to bring it all about. We continue on in the faith. We keep going. We don't stop. Because to forget about Jesus would be a terrible mistake. These Old Testament saints were able to keep going without knowing Christ. So we who know him, how much more can we keep going? Because we are a step closer to that heavenly city through faith in Jesus. We do not stop. These profiles of faith book have never received the things promised, but they still looked forward. All of us living post-resurrection, we know that this is coming closer each day. These people, Abraham, Sarah, Abel, Noah, had a glimpse of Jesus. But they didn't even have a glimpse. They didn't have much of a clue what was God's plan was going to be. They knew of a seed. So how much more can we persevere in our faith, knowing that Christ has conquered, Christ has come, Christ has won, and there are riches in Christ for us. All of these guys, their devotion, they stayed in faith to the very end. It would be a tragedy for us to think that we're done, to think at any point along the way, I'm going to stop. We need to run all the way to the very end. Faith doesn't stop. These guys ran all the way to the very end. How did they run to the very end? Verse 16, they longed for a better country, a heavenly one. And all of their keeping going, not stopping, keeping going in the faith, keeping going and going and going, they did not stop. They longed for this heavenly country. Let me encourage you, whether you are discouraged in your faith, how broken you might feel, how anxious or stressed or weary, let me encourage you to keep going. Look forward to this heavenly city that we have in Jesus. Because remember the context of Hebrews? This is written to a probably Jewish audience and they're being told to keep going. 
like Abraham left home, you left the, the Jewish tradition behind, you continue to follow God's promises in Christ. In chapter 10 and verse 39, but we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed. Chapter 11 is written so that they would not shrink back, but that they would be saved, that they would keep going in their faith. You've started well, but now persecution has come, but keep going. There's this heavenly city to look forward to. Keep going to the very end. We need to keep running the race for Jesus. Abraham continued to live by faith, even though he never inherited Canaan. But he looked forward to that heavenly country. He lived like a stranger on earth, knowing that this city built by God, he would dwell in. We continue to live by faith because of Jesus, the one who lived as a stranger on earth so that we would not be strangers to him. So let me encourage you that we have to have faith that steps out in obedience, that looks forward to this Revelation 21 picture of utter perfection and doesn't stop because we continue to fix our eyes on Jesus for in him there are heavenly riches greater than what the world can offer to us. We invite the, the praise band up. We're going to sing our, our last item of praise this evening. A song that reminds us of God's grace to even call us, just like he called Abraham. A reminder of God's grace, which works in us so that we can obey him and step out for him. A reminder of God's grace, which gives us strength to run the race, to not, not, never stop in our faith because of Jesus. And one day, we will look forward and see his amazing, gracious face smiling upon us. So let's stand and sing together, grace unmeasured, vast and free.